Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. Do as I say, not as I do, unless I tell you to. It rhymes. <laughs> that was the dumbest one I've ever done. Uh, I made mine up like 30 seconds ago in my head. Do um, it, or, <laughs> do it. East side or the west side, just don't get on my bad side. Oh, that's so much better than mine. I feel like my line der- delivery, can I do an alt? I'm going to do an alt and this will be in the episode. Do as I say, not as I do, unless I tell you to. Isn't that one of, that's a little better, right? Isn't that a little I like better? That. Sounds like right? a nursery rhyme. Thank you, guys. It's This is going to be uh, just rhyming <laughs> with Sarah. <laughs> this show. Uh, you guys, it's Andy Scrolls. It's episode 243. And I'm so excited to have a friend of mine back on the People's People's Podcast. You know him as uh, the face, the fabulosity behind Pet Shop Boy on Instagram. And as the host of the podcast, The B-List, welcome back, B-Grader. Thank you. It's good to be back. Oh my on god! This couch, so, right on the people's couch. Are you on? We're both on our individual beds. I'm in my bed as I am usually. And you are still in Brooklyn, right? I am in Greenpoint. Do you know it? Oh. You know it well. You've never no. You don't. Mm. Well, I spend a lot of time in Brooklyn, but like it's so easy for me to get to Williamsburg that I usually do. Uh, like, well, it's the same I, thing. Right, right it's the right there. It's, 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 it's the same south, thing. right? Or north? Or uh, it's east? just north of Williamsburg, yeah. Perfect. And I'm like exactly. r- literally on the corn, like the edge of both. So it's great. Oh it's a good God. spot to be. Yeah. I'm on the edge. 
<laughs> Glory. Um, as will this episode. Uh, so how are you? How's your pandemic going? How's life? Been great. Yeah, has it? Yeah. Has it yeah. <laughs> You're vaccinated. I love it. You're ready to sass. Ready to get a third shot if we need it. Listen. Do you know I actually qualify for a third dose? Do you? They they announced it, I think, today yesterday or today that people who are like uh, it's like moderate to severely immunocompromised and I mm-hmm. fit into that category. So I called, I like went on the site to be like, where do I get my third nose? And, mm-hmm. um, and called one of the places that was listed, of course, was like, we don't have it. And then I called just my local CVS and they were like, yep, you're fine. Come on in. Uh, oh, we cool. don't happen to have, you're supposed to get, if you're Moderna or Pfizer, I don't think that they've released info on Johnson and Johnson yet, but if you're Moderna or Pfizer, it's advised that you stick with the form of you. your first and second. So they happen to, my local place happened to be out of Moderna. So they mm. were like, go to another one. I'm like, okay, great. So I think I'm going to do it this week. I think I'm going to do lucky number three. That's weird. Yeah. You can't really mix it up. Go mix it up. Yeah. Dan- dance with the up. one that brought you. That's what my mom always says. <laughs> and also Moderna. It's a Shania Twain song. And I love her for it. I mean, the Dolly Parton of it all. Like, I would never yeah. cheat on Dolly with yeah. Pfizer. God Madonna forbid. Just, Madonna just feels... Madonna. It's happy birthday, Madonna, by the way. <laughs> oh, Madonna's birthday. Oh, yeah. my God. 36. I'm a gay, so <laughs> we know that. It's actually a holiday for us. Um, did you didn't have the day off? <laughs> I did. Every day is a day off when you're fun employed. Um, <laughs> did you go to the Madonna concert? Or what were uh, your thoughts at, on that? At the, at the Boom Boom Room? Yeah. Uh, a concert. She I mean, played around half naked on that bar. Right. Um, <laughs> I, did. I, uh, I was talking to Leah, you know, uh, from Russell's in New York. Oh, Leah McSweeney, friend of yours. Went also, and uh, we went in, and it, do you know, you, you've been to Boom Boom Room, you know the whole setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had half of it, like, sectioned off for VIP, which we were not. Um, Wait, not Leah wasn't were. considered a VIP? No. Oh, because you know what? Madonna changes everything. Right. And Boom Boom, it's like very like, I mean, the last time I went, it's like very almost like sunken living room 60s vibe Mm -hmm. or like 60s, Mm -hmm. 70s, would you say still is the Except not as cool. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not as cool. (laughs) Definitely not as cool. Um, But they they sectioned off, you know, part, literally half of the bar. So it's hundreds of people just waiting around the bar area. It's open bar. So it's just people drinking. Locked mm. in this hot ass room. The upstairs wasn't open because I don't know why. It hasn't been open since 2019. Mm. Um, the balcony wasn't open. They wouldn't let people go to the bathrooms. So essentially, we we're just in a holding pen by the bar in this hot room with a bunch of drunk people now because it's open bar. Oh my God. People started peeing in glassware <gasps> because they wouldn't let people go to the bathroom for uh, like two hours. I saw someone pull it out and pee in a cup. And I said, you know what? I looked at Leah. I was like, I got to go. I love you. I'm not doing this tonight. It was the first day of Pride, and I'm not doing this with you bitches. Like, I got to go. <laughs> so did you leave? Oh, yeah. Me and my friend Spencer left. We went to the Eagle. We said, we're going to listen. If we're going to look at people peeing, at least it's going to be out in the... <laughs> Please. Wait, so did you miss Madonna? I did miss Madonna. It's not the... I've seen her live before, so... Okay, um, so that was And fine. all she does is perform these, like, tired-ass new songs. Uh-oh. I love the Madonna catalog. Like, one of my favorite songs is Cherish. I have an affinity mm. for that. You know, some of the older songs, but the newer stuff just doesn't hit for me. So... 
And I'm surprised that she did the newer stuff. I mean, for Pride, you would think she would break out the greatest hits. She, You would think she thinks this stuff is like, you know, top tier quality A-plus material. I mean, I don't like it. I don't like anything past like, you know, American life. But listen, I don't want to get dragged by Madonna stands. I love Madonna. Uh, one of my, you know, favorite artists of all time. But I don't love like the newer stuff. Anything that's past, I guess. I Ooh. mean... I'm trying to yeah, think. past one, nine late or early odds. I mean, it's like hard to say that like anything past hard candy, I guess. When was you know? that? I don't know. I'm not a Madonna historian. I know old Madonna. Or like anything I, exactly. Like Ray of Light, I died for. That's Madonna, yeah, ch- right? Life changing. Zephyr in the Sky of Life changing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I can see her hair. Did you know as that a song blonde? is a cover? Do you know that song of is a cover? what? Of a cover from a 70s band. I forget the name of the band, but yeah, Zephyr in the Sky at Night was actually a 70s band that oh, like recorded that. that. Yeah, it doesn't sound anything like the, you know, it was like a folk song, but. Oh my God. Oh. Every, anytime Madonna produces something, I just lose any kind of historical perspective. I just think, oh, it's yeah. Madonna's now and Madonna's it shall be. Well, the good thing about Madonna is that usually she appropriates so much, whether it's culture or songs, <laughs> that probably pretty much anything she does has been done before, but it's Madonna on it. And that's not a read. That's just like, it is what it is. You know, she does it so well. I mean, the <laughs> she's the like the only person who can't be can't canceled, right? I mean, it's like she <laughs> literally dress up as a geisha. They've tried, and oh yeah, she does a lot of things. Well, you know she what? We give does. her passes, I guess. We do, and it's it's odd thinking about Madonna because I would think, as of course a Madonna supporter, of course. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. don't know that I, I I feel like it would be unfair to call myself a fan. I don't know enough of her oeuvre aside from like the obvious but of course die for Madonna but it is interesting you would think because she was such a important like historical figure in yeah. pop culture and pop music and mm-hmm. and uh and so much you would think that her voice would carry more now and yet it doesn't feel like she has as much of a stake as even like share i would yeah. say like okay. i feel like yeah. shares more in the conversation than madonna. yeah because madonna i think tries to like kind of intro way into conversations by being provocative in the way that it worked mm. for her when she was maybe like i don't know or i don't know it's a that's a whole you know i mean yeah, it, like, it's a lot yeah um, can I actually transition mm-hmm. a little bit because yes. you? <laughs> There's a Bravo podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you referenced uh, huh? what was the phrase that you just? Oh, what was the phrase that you just said to describe Madonna as a provocateur? Okay. I think yeah, yeah. a little of Leah on New York this season. <laughs> Not to say that she is a provocateur, but to say that she is making raised by Madonna. I mean, but to say that she's making seemingly very active choices or she is very comfortable sitting in the swell of reactivity a little Mm -hmm. bit you know like where it's it's just it there's a lot of fire happening and Mm -hmm. there has been pushback in the bravo community about some of her behavior how are you watching uh her time this season play out noting that you also do have a personal relationship with her a friendship um it's hard, right? Because it's been like received. So like all of it, I actually mm-hmm. don't really follow a lot of Bravo accounts. Um, mm-hmm. Like I don't really on Twitter. I do a couple, but they're more like mm-hmm. meme accounts. They don't really mm-hmm. like 
give dirt and stuff like that or really too many opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to stay out of the conversation because I feel like it, I hate it, like, especially having to talk about it on a podcast separately. It's and a lot. Oversaturation. It's a lot. Yeah. And I like, um, it takes the fun out of it, especially when it comes to New York and it can be such a polarizing season. Mm-hmm. And I find that much I don't how do I say this to not offend literally your entire base oh I love this I can't Um, wait to hear where this is going but it's like the uh the Bravo like I mean there's I feel like there's like different levels types of Bravo Mm -hmm. yeah levels or types of Bravo audience right I mean like Mm -hmm. you're I think a lot of the people that truly love Real Housewives of New York they're like writers they're creators they're people because like we're drawn to that cast because they're just interesting uh, characters. They can mm-hmm. exist without having to, they don't need the rich people porn that like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills d- stands on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would watch Sonia do her laundry and clean up dog shit and her, <laughs> you know, to, like I would, yeah. and we and we do. And we do, and we <laughs> do. Because it's just much more interesting type of show than some of the other. Does that make sense? I'm it like, totally I'm does. To, it, no, you're saying it beautifully. But, I, but then I feel like if you go to like BravoCon, and everybody there is like, we love Real Houses of the OC. And we and I feel like sometimes the online conversation and the loudest people are not like really what I want to like, or what I, I feel like, like, I don't really agree a lot of the time. And I feel like they're coming from like a place that I don't really concur. So uh, when it, uh, the conversation around like Real Houses in New York, a lot of it is like pretty much bashing Leah or Ebony and everyone across the board, anyone with eyes and ears knows that there's a problem fundamentally with Real Housewives mm-hmm. of New York City right now. But nobody can seem to agree. And a lot of people seem to think that it is specifically on the shoulders of Leah, just because she might be having a bad, quote unquote, bad season. Mm-hmm. Or it might be Ebony because they don't want to talk about race issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? When, if you were to ask me, I think that the problem with that show right now is pretty much all of the OGs and they have not brought anything new to the conversation. Um, and I would say probably five seasons <laughs> why do you think that is why do you think that they haven't brought and I agree with you on the in the sense of the OGs are like bringing down the ship why do you think that is that they're not bringing anything um I think for different reasons I think that like for Ramona I don't think that she is like capable of giving us really anything else I think that Mario mm-hmm. was also a lightning rod of controversy controversy when he was on the show how many times did he offend Luann he called her the countless mm-hmm. when she got divorced oh my god he was yeah. almost like the seventh housewife a lot of the time you know what mm-hmm. I mean and then mm-hmm. she got divorced from him and that was we thought that that was going to be a whole storyline and she did milk it but then after that we never saw anybody that she dated we don't know anything about her love life Avery lives in a different state so she's not part of the show mm-hmm. we don't ever, I mean I just now I'm knowing about like Ramona's brother who got into a car accident and it's been like how do we not know. know that? How do we not How know is she that? getting paid this much for giving us so little for so many years? And people give, people put too much value on her being an asshole mm-hmm. as like an actual personality trait, like an actual personality. And that doesn't really, I'm tired of watching it personally. Um, another hot take is I think that Real Housewives of New York has not been interesting since Bethany and Carol broke up. Bethany, then that last season when Dennis died, do you remember? I think it was like 11 and Barbara's season. 11 or 12? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't even like Barbara's season. I thought it was awful. I didn't really like watching it. Um, I I, haven't, I don't think that New York has been good since two, uh, season 10. And you attribute that to Bethany's um, departure, to the dissolution of her friendship think, with Carol and the splintering of it? What do you think? 
So I think that like we make those people, I think we, I think that whether it's the higher ups of Bravo or it's production, I think that they've really relied too much and fallen on like these people being icons or stars. Mm -hmm. um, we kind of let Luann think that she's like a mega star. And now she, all her only storyline is having a cabaret show about the reality show that she's on. And so when she's filming the reality show, she's only talking about the cabaret show. That's about, th it's like too meta for me. I miss when we didn't know that much about their lives and it got fun to get to know them mm -hmm. and not everything was like a coffee mug or a sweatshirt that they could try to sell what's the episode it, you know what I mean it's corny I completely do I, corny. I, I don't like I it I totally agree and it, it um, also feels like with Potomac I sound like and I'm with, just bitching <laughs> no I no I think this is important interesting insight mm -hmm. and with like Potomac and Beverly Hills there is the ability to use the blogs and to use mm -hmm. press and conversation about the show which can help with the structure of plot and New York yeah. is not doing that I think also I mean there's so many issues I mean I think that like Luann like I said is just checked out I think after the arrest and after she felt like she gave so much to the show which she did and it was excellent television I think after that she kind of like mentally checked out she's like listen I just want to do my show I want to mm -hmm. get my sell my tickets and to the point where now that the show's not happening because of a uh, COVID she has no storyline she's sitting in that apartment and by the way we don't really talk about the fact that she doesn't even live in the city when she's not yeah, filming she lives in Sac Harbor <laughs> um Similar to Tins, by the way. Tins got yeah. a shit on for it, but um, very, yeah. very similar situation. Yeah, continue. Tell I me more. I think also, like, you know, going back to, I think that we kind of, like, let these people become bigger than life stars. We, with other franchises, when people would leave, we would start to realize that the dynamics of the show had shifted and we need to kind of fill in some gaps. Mm -hmm. I think with this show, um, and I think Andy's even said it, he said, you know, People would ask, what are you going to do now that Bethany's gone? Well, I think we have so many other iconic people on this show that we don't, we're not really in a trouble and we're not in trouble. We have Ramona, we have Luann, but I think that like, though Carol was not like a lightning rod of controversy on the show, I think that her, her part in like, you know, being kind of like the Greek chorus was really mm -hmm. important. Um, being like, you know, the voice of the viewer. Someone with a sane sense of eyes being in the room when everyone else is flying off the handles. I thought that was really important to have. And then Bethany was also kind of like an important part of the of the the chemistry of the show. And so you take out these two parts and now all you're left with is like Tinsley crying, mm -hmm. Dorinda being mean. mean drunk. And it's just like it got weird. And I don't think we tried to like add other people in to see how we can. Do you think that's why Heather Thompson was brought in potentially was to yeah, add that but, kind of perspective, a little bit of that, an outsider perspective? But even that felt kind of like piecemeal or what's the word mm. I'm looking for? Kind of like last minute, didn't it? I mean, it just mm. felt very like her going to brunch with uh, Ramona and Luann mm. and it was like in a black and white flashback scene. I'm like, oh, so did we just not want to use this footage? I, mm -hmm. I don't know. This whole season feels really like last minute and. It's they should have just not it's filmed. Really cringe. I don't know how they would have known not to, though, because it's like you look at Beverly Hills and um, Potomac. Obviously, mm -hmm. all of these shows are filming during COVID. Oh, I don't see it with Salt Lake City and they're killing the game. So it's like yeah. how how I don't know how production would have known it was this bad, except to say that they obviously have an understanding of how dark it's going to be as things are being filmed, you yeah. know? Um, well, Potomac wasn't even filmed that much later than New York was, right? Were they? Mm -hmm. They were slightly after the election. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember it was winter, though. It was like going into spring. 
the COVID's not the issue, but it's right? part of like, yeah. Um, there's so many issues with New York. Yeah. But, but going back to your original question yeah, <laughs> that it kind yeah. of meandered away from, I don't think that Leah is part of the issue with the show. I think that she had a, has a bad season because she's going through some personal stuff, which that's part of her storyline. If anything, she has more of a storyline than anybody else on the show right now, you know? It's unfortunate when we talk about storylines. I've heard from a number of Jewish AGs who've slid into my DMs mm -hmm. since the last Andy's Girls, but really since the last episode of, mm -hmm. of New York and throughout the season, who are really kind of lamenting not a critique of Leah's conversion, which I think is inappropriate when it comes. I personally, just my, yeah. my two shekels is that I don't think anyone should judge another person's uh, conversion into yeah. Judaism or frankly, any other religion. Certainly um, not me. I'm not Jewish. So right. A shout out Zenu. <laughs> There's like only one where I'm like, oh, that one maybe is not right. Um, you Unless know, you're part of Mary's religion. Right. I mean, um, sister Mary, which we'll get into, but yes. um, you know, aside from that, there is, I think, some sadness that that Jewish Bravoholics feel about the ways that her conversion hasn't been shown. That yeah, it, it the the sad part of the last episode, and unfortunately, the to be continued, is that it's about Ramona being a dick and a piece yeah. of shit, and obviously not helped by Leah not being there in person, which isn't her fault. And she did the right thing, having come into yeah. contact with someone who could have, uh, that who tested positive, everything was exactly right. But it was like, oh, this was the one opportunity production wow. was giving us. A, a learning moment. Something that would have been really like maybe taking them out of their Upper East Side bubble and we yeah. could have learned a learning experience. And instead we're adding funny sound effects and we're mm -hmm. making, we're not, it's one thing to like show Ramona's little mini breakdown where she tries to make it all about herself during a Shabbat dinner. Mm -hmm. It's another to like frame it as like entertainment and funny. And I don't think anything about that was fucking funny. I'm sorry. I thought it was, I felt gross watching it. And I felt like, is it, what is this show anymore? Like, I, I don't, we need to completely switch this to, to like the dynamic up. I, I want Ramona gone. I think it's not funny anymore. Um, I know people like love her, but I think People it's I think it's absolutely her. ridiculous that we live in New York City and mm -hmm. we don't have one Jewish person on I mean Leah will be converting but I, right. it's She's crazy in the to process. me right but it's crazy to me there should be multiple it's like you know for the for what the um the demographic of New York City that mm -hmm. you know the cultural makeup it's ridiculous to me that it's taken this long to get a black person and and when we do I think also a funny thing is the of all the cities that have been social or what is it culturally integrated now, mm. New York has had the hardest time. Right? Isn't that <laughs> Isn't crazy? That so crazy? Like even Dallas somehow they did terribly, but yeah. it's still well, like New York it was has like, done worse. <laughs> yes, how was that possible? We're number one. Number one. We're number one. <laughs> like, we really have done such a shitty job. Oh yeah. And it's like both the cast, the conversation online. I mean, <laughs> it's been yeah. really kind of You would almost think New Yorkers bad. are insane. I mean, and you know what's so surprising <laughs> to me is like, again, because Ramona is a literal monster mm -hmm. and because we've known 
you know, that she's trash for a while, that's, it doesn't make it any less terrible, but it's not necessarily surprising. What has been surprising to me is Lou's like very sort of all lives matter energy (laughs) throughout this season. And I'm nervous because the preview for this coming week's episode is like Lou and Ramona lamenting Sonia having an issue. And it's like, guys, of the three of you, Sonia is... (laughs) definitely the least problematic like Mm. it's crazy i did not expect the loo because of the you know cabaret and like everything to not know what hala is after dating Jacques for four years like what is jewish like what the fuck it's It's terrible dragging (laughs) and it's also revealing how do do we we can't walk this back it's like Mm -hmm. and who hasn't stand for you know lou before and gone to her cabaret and like participated in this i don't know how to do that now you haven't i haven't um i yeah am i gonna get dragged by ramona stands do you have ramona stands are those ag is that that doesn't really seem like an ag um i mean i just well, gotta I get dragged Ramona's consistently okay so it's i call either, them yeah i call them uh raccoons because ramona's trash that's what i call ramona stands oh the raccoons God. that's terrible the raccoons it's terrible but yeah i mean it is also a little bit of a window you know what i call Brashan fans oh god i don't want to know what tell me crickets oh <laughs> I say on my podcast, I don't like Prashan. I am not with Prashan. Really? She seems like, I you know, she like, seems like a very nice. She, she seems like a very nice lady, but she also gives me like annoying life coach vibes. Like, buy my new book, sign up for my class. I've, yeah, I mean, it's like, she's no, she's no worse than Barbara Kay. I would argue she's a lot better. Well, Barbara Kay, who's a friend is of yours, icon- also. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if she wasn't, I'm totally I, really I close that- to the to the flames <laughs> right now. I love. Listen, I yeah. Even if I wasn't friends with Barbara Kay, I would still think that she's a. I think she's a great uh, friend of. I mean, I really enjoyed Luann just in a not great housewife. But you know what? I think in general, I I don't think I've ever really like loved friend ofs on New York. I don't think New York needs it. I think that. Um. Yeah. I think what just do you need think? a strong cast of yeah. yeah. I've always loved New York when they didn't have too many like moving parts. I think the only people that needed to come in in and out of the scene are like red scarf guy um right weird yeah like all the weirdos the new yorkers mm-hmm. that kind of like come in and out of scenes but don't even realize they're being filmed i love that um yeah don't bring I mean, your like, friend up yeah. ramona's 50 friends iconic yeah you know in yeah. the sense of like i love seeing all of these women with yeah. varying levels of success on their face from like the artistry that took place at some point in 1989 like yeah. i just i think all of that is genuinely fascinating the moment when Bethany met a bunch of them. I think after yeah. she came back, like short hair Bethany. Yeah, was and she was fabulous. like, who the fuck? Yeah, and she was just right. dragging she, all of them. She was like, where am I? Right, like truly, Missed this am fucking I in energy. a zoo? Oh yes. yeah. I mean, that's what this show's missing. Is energy? I mean, is Bethany? Well, energy in general, but mm-hmm. you know, because I'm falling asleep. But like an uh, an energy where it's like stepping into their space and being like, where mm-hmm. the fuck am I? And who are these women? And I hate this. And like, you know, we need that. We need a, new, a Brooklynite. We totally need a Brooklynite. I just, it just feels so sad to me that it, this is by far to me, by far, there's yeah. not even a top three, the worst season did that I, New York has ever done and uh, had and is super dispiriting. Tell me, did you watch? Did I ever tell you? I randomly had on um, my podcast, uh, Shout Out B-List. Um, 
the color, color uh, Alison Roman, the chef from. Oh, yeah. From the um, formerly of the New York Times. New York Times. Yep. When all of that stuff was going down with, with Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen. Teigen. Yep. I had her on my podcast for a conversation a bit about that, but just about pop culture in general and to talk about it was actually a Thanksgiving episode. So we were talking oh. about food. Um, but the talk, the talk came to Real Housewives in New York City and she said that she, they actually reached out to her at one point. Really? To see if she would uh, test, yeah. Was that before or after Chrissy Teigen? It was after Chrissy Teigen, I believe. Wow. I believe. I'd have to go back and listen. Yeah, I think it was like during the whole time, I believe. And did she test? Did she have a conversation with she them? Wasn't or she wasn't like, really interested. I don't, I don't think she was like, it wasn't for me. I think at that point she was like, that doesn't really what my career trajectory mm-hmm. would be. But uh, I don't know. I don't want to answer for her now or anything. But yeah, she said... Uh, she doesn't really watch Real Housewives of New York, but she said she knows everything about Real Housewives of New York from watching my Instagram. So, oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> she likes to talk about it with me because, uh, just like, but yeah, she has no real like knowledge of it. I mean, it is that's an interesting casting choice that I'm not against. It just feels like we need different energy, and I would love to see a different energy of like women we don't know. Like, Alison yeah. Roman has been famous for a while, and that's great yeah. but like what about some of these women who we haven't heard of before maybe yeah. real upper east siders yeah. who are still married brooklyn downtown like give me some fight not fight i but give me some like chelsea gramercy energy i don't know if that new york could afford i mean Gramercy upper but... east Side is like a totally different universe to me because i don't even go above 14th street unless it's like court ordered you know what i mean like <laughs> i don't even know <laughs> um so it's like i you know, I, I live like I hang out in the downtown area. So mm-hmm. like, I mean, that's, you know, I we need a Chelsea wife. We need a, a wife that lives in Tribeca. We need at least two that live in Brooklyn. Downtown Brooklyn is p- more expensive than parts of Manhattan. Oh, now, yeah. Brooklyn you know? money is yeah. insane. Intense. There's a lot of tech money in Brooklyn. There's a lot yeah. of like fancy pants people who've decided they're very cool who move from wherever'sville in Manhattan to Brooklyn. I mean, you know, Brooklyn has a ton of cash, but it's interesting with, cash. With what's going on, not to pivot too much, but um, what's going on right now in OC is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And it gives me hope for New York because, you know, they completely recasted basically mm-hmm. um, only left what Gina, Emily and Shannon, and then brought back Heather and then added what three new women. I'm excited. Yeah, I think it's Fresh. gonna be it's gonna I mean, be look, really good. Girls that actually have money, or or that actually don't. Or pretend, but, yeah, or don't but actually we know don't, them yeah. less. Love, because one love. of them has almost lasted the week before. It turns Even better, out her husband Even owes better. six million dollars to various entities. Do you think yeah. that Bravo would ever do that with New York? Though truly, they seem so reticent to change the OG uh foundation of oh new my york. god i think oc technically is more important than new york though oh ratings you wise, do don't they, don't they do oh, better in ratings i never pay attention to ratings I neither do i but do. i definitely remember that i think that new york is not among the best it never was even when bethany came back she kind of added a spike in ratings but i don't think what they were expecting um i don't know like exact ranking but new york is definitely not among the top beverly mm-hmm. hills atlanta OC, I think, usually ranks up higher. Wow, that's shocking to me. So New York, you would get rid of Ramona. Would you get rid of Lou or would you demote her? Uh, maybe demote her, make her a friend of. You know, remember that season where she didn't like, there was some contract stuff and she was still yeah. in and out? She was a fine friend. Do you know what I mean? Let, let them film at her Sac Harbor house. 
arguably one of her best seasons was when she was a friend of. Be cool, Honestly, don't be cool. likable. I mean, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Footloose um, and Francie well, Free. Well, don't be cool that she was full time then. Oh, was she that season? Mm, it was the season uh, prior to that. Okay, just kidding. Just kidding. That she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was um, before Bethany came back. But So you would demote her. What would you do with Sonia? Sonia stays because I think that Sonia plays nice with new people, mm -hmm. regardless of what she's got going on in her life. Um, mm -hmm. Or whether it's like a revolving door of the same storyline that we mm -hmm. just kind of like. We can't. still care. We still care. We need to detox that storyline. Um, but know. listen, she plays nice with young people, new people. Mm -hmm. She has a young energy, a youthfulness to her. She's mm -hmm. the only one who like films one on one scenes with Ebony outside of Leah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just don't think that like Luann and Ramona, I think if you stay on reality TV too long, you kind of like, you turn into like a husk of a person, like a sad mm -hmm. shell of like what used to, like, I think that probably early on, if a new person had shown up on scene, they probably would have stopped and asked them about their life or what they did out for work. They are not interested in meeting new people. They are only mm -hmm. interested in talking about themselves. Do you remember that time when Ebony first showed up to Sonia's house and Sonia asked her something about who she was dating. She started mm -hmm. to talk about this guy and immediately Ramona and Luan and all of them changed the conversation and we never went back to it. Mm. The only way we learned anything about Ebony was through her testimonials or mm. through Leah. These women aren't, you can't drop new women into the scenery here and expect mm -hmm. that these women are going to like engage with them in any kind of meaningful way. That's why when we're talking about things like Black Lives Matter, it's like throwing spaghetti at a wall. Mm. These women aren't going to like learn. They don't care to learn. They just want their check and they want to like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think it's possible to have, you know, it's always, it comes down to people saying, you know, like, well, don't you want to have conservative housewives? And I do, but it's the equating of racist behavior with political ideology that I find so fucked up because it's like Ramona being racist and saying anti-Semitic things doesn't mean that we can't have conservative housewives who I think are important to have on housewives doesn't mean we can't have them and to sort of forgive away this heinous behavior by saying like oh she's you know right mm. of center or something I think is incredibly disingenuous I think I would I'm totally fine with the conservative housewives I think that I would prefer to have conservative housewives that are better equipped to have these meaning yes. these important conversations I don't want to hear it from Ramona, I don't think she's well equipped. I don't think she's fully tuned into what's actually going on in the world. And that's clear. Um, to skip over really quick, just to yeah, Potomac please. last night, um, that episode was amazing because watch an episode of New York recently and then watch an episode of Rouses of Potomac and their Potomac. Sorry, I always pronounce it. People make fun I'm of me. I'm but... very into your Potomac. <laughs> Potomac. Potato Potomac. I'm um, very into Potato, it. potato, whatever. I um, love it. Let's not call the whole thing off. But no, I was watching that dinner scene and I was captivated because this mm. is, I'm sorry, another hot take. The yeah. smartest cast of women on reality TV right now. I'm sorry. Potomac. Is that even they, a hot take? I feel like that's the range, a take. Yeah, I feel like range, it's just absolute. They can, one second we're talking about, well, I define my sex, sexiness, not you. And as a career mm. woman, it's triggering to hear you say that I don't have substance because you're seeing more of my body. And as a black woman, hearing it from her, a dark skinned woman coming from, a, it's just, there's so many, there's multitudes of levels within that one group. And each of these women, even though they're like varying degrees of education, all have something to say about it. And it's all meaningful. Like even Mia speaking up, even though I didn't agree with Mia's point about mm -hmm. Michelle Obama, not yeah, having her titties out or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, although like I'm, 
I'm a man. Like, I'm not going to speak on mm -hmm. all these issues, but I love to hear the conversation and I love to hear it in a meaningful way with women who, yeah, I just, I look at that and then look at New York and it's day and night. We're like, we're dropping glasses on New York. We're just, yeah. we're, we're hooting and hollering. We're just like, it's ridiculousness. It's clownery. I don't like it. Um, but Potomac is just like, I don't feel icky after watching Potomac. Mm -hmm. I feel like, wow, I have so much insight into like how Giselle views the world and how she navigates this group of women and, and why they don't like her. <laughs> By the way, I just have to say I'm team Wendy. <laughs> are you are you a zen when well, are you a zen well, i'm not a fully zen when in that conversation okay. i'm zen when um yeah. but I, first and foremost i'm a hooger booger i'm a hooger booger <laughs> first and foremost i'm i am team hooger i love team hooger um, i want ray and karen to adopt me i love them <laughs> you know but you know what i'm not a fake I'm not a fake ass bitch. I have been on the Huger train since day one. You I've have. Been you guys, I have. Everyone who follows you on social knows that. And I die for since you for season that. one. You and have before like, it was popular. Before it was cool. I was like, yeah. her wigs now were it's trash. Cool. I was right. like, I love this woman. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I love it. I mean, also the trajectory from season one, which was still entertaining, but Ugh. I think there was a huge difference Trash. between season Love. one and season two. But like the big fight in season one was like you're sitting in the middle of a table. Yeah. <laughs> at dinner, you don't have class, but, you stupid bitch. But then it, but then also mm -hmm. speaks to the multitude of levels on yes. this show because we start there. And by the end of the season, we're having a conversation about um, colorism mm -hmm. and how Katie they thought Katie was ashamed to be black and it's mm. like, you know, and it's all these different, um, it's conversations that like, even though Atlanta is all black, I think that there's like a different level of the conversation happening on Potomac because there's like, mm. they're talking about colorism as well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. And we still haven't even like gotten to like the, the root of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that's such an interesting point. And I think that Potomac has been able to find this really interesting place in the Bravo lexicon of having meaningful conversations, but doing so in a way that is so ridiculously entertaining yeah. that you can have serious conversations or at least conversations that feel serious to watch as an outsider and be able to discuss things like how a woman uh, just is connected to her own sexuality mm -hmm. or sensuality and the effect that that may have on how a person views her in the workforce or wherever. These are really nuanced, dynamic conversations, and they're doing it in a way where to use Ramona's favorite word, you don't feel like you're being quote unquote educated because these are all women who care about each other. These yeah. are all women who yeah. deserve to disagree with each other because yeah. they are participating in the conversation. And when they're not, that becomes the conversation of like, why aren't you revealing stuff while asking other people to it? It, I am constantly learning as I watch Potomac and I feel like I'm a better content creator as a result because it opens. And also as a fucking white person, it opens up a variety of things that I didn't know, hadn't considered considered and thinking about mm -hmm. in a different way, constantly changing my mind about what's going on on screen. And I feel like that ability to navigate, you know, really nuanced, true, high stakes level 
conversation or circumstances and to do it in a way that still feels joyful is mm -hmm. very, very difficult. And they deserve yeah. to have to get all of their flowers. They really yeah. do. They do it with levity. And you do they it do well. with levity and they do it with so much fun. I do want to get your thoughts on the Giselle of it all, your um, second favorite <laughs> Potomac Housewife. But first, I do <laughs> want to give a little shout out to the sponsor of this week's episode. Jeff Lewis has issues, my new favorite pod aside from both of ours. Uh, you may know Jeff Lewis from the hit Bravo series Flipping Out or his serious XM radio show, Jeff Lewis Live. And now Jeff is bringing you a brand new podcast we think you'll love called Jeff Lewis has issues sidebar i would love to know his thoughts on karen uh versus giselle um whether it's drama with family and friends to parenting or relationships there's no denying jeff lewis has issues jeff is joined each week by friends experts and celebs from tamra judge and jackie schimmel to judge lauren lake patty stanger and others as they take a no holds barred deep dive into every detail of jeff's life come for the laughs and leave feeling so much better about your own life check out jeff lewis his issues you can subscribe now on stitcher pandora apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and speaking of all things favorite when it comes to the giselle versus karen of it all mm -hmm. how did you find yourself what were you thinking watching you know this week's app that conversation at the dinner table and what uh, sort of Giselle's almost thesis statement about both Karen and um, Zen Wen. Um, I find it interesting that the two people who are, you know, a lot of people could argue are with men that do not want to be with them, <laughs> constantly mm -hmm. coming at other women who are happily or seemingly happily married and like, you know, comfortable in their own skin. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, it's it's really beautiful to see Karen kind of like, butterfly yes. i mean she was not that she was not a gorgeous woman before but it's mm -hmm. great to see her kind of come into her glow up on this mm -hmm. show and kind of like i mean i remember at the very beginning of the show there was always the conversation about well who's the matriarch of the show like who's the center of champagne flute mm -hmm. is it giselle is it karen I, I think everyone can agree now it's karen yeah anyone right. with the eyes um yeah but i find it really interesting that uh that Giselle and Robin are always coming for these these women. I think I think they're really uh, kind of like, uh, and I think it shows insecurity. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that they're a little bit threatened by, by by Wendy and by Karen. I think they know that they're getting a little more airtime. I think they're probably also getting threatened by like Wendy and Karen's friendship, their burgeoning mm -hmm. friendship on the show. Which, by the way, I called last season. I said, wait, wait till next season. I bet Wendy I and Karen it. are going to come together. I love it. I love it. And Mia, love it. Love it. I mean, I love the, Mia, the, the Giselle, way. same cosign, great casting. The Giselle and the Robin of it all is so interesting. That dinner was so interesting. I first thought, wow, the level of empathy that, um, that Giselle is not showing for her friend in the oh, yeah. conversation around, I mean, I don't, I'm not uh, diagnosing Robin, her, but yeah, but like the conversation around depression or not feeling great, the ways that Giselle seemed to weaponize that against her own friend who was like sharing a very vulnerable part of herself and her life and her own like current struggle. 
and doing it through the lens of like you don't want to lose your man do you you know like get well soon i mean very white lotus if anybody uh watched on hbo and that's not a spoiler it's just the idea of the ways that women are supposed to prove their beauty or value through the lens of like forced upon happiness yeah to make their man Mm -hmm. feel i don't know more present or Robin's not the one who stepped right. Robin's not the one who stepped out on her marriage. Like Juan should be proving his commitment to her every day, regardless of whether or not she's sleeping in. So I thought that was a little bit odd. Giselle is showing her entire ass this season. I think Mm. she is so unaware of anything around her. She can't even see in front of her very own eyes that her mm-hmm. best friend is depressed i don't and i don't want to like oh well yeah but her best friend's dealing for her with, but she dealing, said she's dealing with, with depression stuff. right I'm diagnose her right she said on the show that she's going through seasonal depression yeah i don't know yeah. she's clearly going through something um and it's just it's interesting to me that giselle was sort of forcing upon Wendy a sense of vulnerability while weaponizing the ways that she is uh, showing her body, essentially saying, what changed for you? Because I don't like what's happening here. Not not saying like, I'm just kind of like curious, like, how are you feeling now? And um, now that you've you're kind of like refreshed and also we can use the phrase surgery or body, which may have something to do with what she's wearing. It may also have something to do with the ways that she is acting as a second season housewife. Like a lot yeah. of this is the waters are somewhat muddied because I think the ways that they're talking about how she expresses themselves herself has a lot to do with the fact that she was a first season housewife yeah. last season and now she's season yeah. two they want to say the quiet part out loud which is that they think that she's self-producing and mm. you know what i mean i think that that's what I, I imagine that that's what giselle is trying to get out without saying it out loud i completely agree and there's also the idea but she's of allowed like, to do that she's allowed yeah, to she, dress of differently she is. if she wants yeah. to like name herself in advance and come up with a little zen when like she Child, can do it yeah but it's yeah, just it's interesting that at the same time that Giselle's like tell us what's happening while I judge you for it uh someone asks her what's going on with Jamal and she's like oh I can't talk about this in a group maybe I'll tell you separately but I'm not going to reveal that information right now because it can be used against me and it's like well what the fuck are you doing with Wendy then we know you weren't with Jamal does Jamal not know he's not with you because he's (laughs) I mean is there a difference is there truly truly a difference girl her kids hate her I love the they know actually they don't hate her they hate their father they, yeah <laughs> i mean same i <laughs> cannot for real i think we are all nodding our heads those people through it yeah like oh god i love those kids though the way that they i love when they film scenes with their mother and they're just like um <laughs> i do have no. to say i was like screaming during the driver's mom the, during the driver's yeah. when she when her daughter came in and like had failed the test for the third time and you can tell giselle's face she's like this is awkward yeah, <laughs> i kind of want to like, laugh because uh... i'm uncomfortable <laughs> but i know i can't but i want to but um, you can say a lot of things about giselle but uh i do love the way she is with her daughters she seems like a great mother so oh yeah yeah, absolutely Mm -hmm. it's just so interesting to watch her in these moments because Giselle brings so much value to the show and a lot of Mm -hmm. that value is based in the hypocrisy that we can see kind of like strengthen which with every season that follows and it's interesting to even think of like the trailer for next week when it looks like I don't know if this is the edit but it looks like Ashley is getting blamed for 
bringing up a conversation she had with Giselle, but based on information Giselle had shared at least once on camera, I think at least twice on camera, and yet Ashley is the one who's getting, for lack of a better term, dragged. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Candace is just waiting. And also, it's interesting that we're how many episodes in? It's like seven. Seven or eight. Is it? It It feels like six or seven. Around that. Yeah. Um, We're like almost midway through the season. And this is the first time Candace and Ashley are seeing each other. It's kind of crazy. right? Oh, wait. No, is it? Never mind. I take that back. Is it like five? No, they saw each other on the spa day. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. But didn't didn't even. But this is really the first time we're seeing them like interact. It's kind of crazy because they have more drama than anybody else on the show. She wrote a deposition against her in court. I mean, a character <laughs> statement, yada, yada. It wasn't, you know. I wonder how much of that is like a purposeful on the part of production to keep them separate for legal re- uh, reasons or maybe just to not even have to dip, dive back into that Monique stuff that we're trying to get well, out I, of. I don't think it hurt that Ashley, from a timing perspective, Ashley was, pro- was like yeah, heavily pregnant, pregnant no, and like, then just like, like gave her to a pregnant. baby. So like, should, you know, to have a friend over to visit her beautiful newborn child, it's probably not going to be Candace. You yeah. know, like Giselle makes yeah. more sense. But it is interesting to see the kinds of anger that are being reflected onto Ashley that to me Giselle goes straight to Giselle right way more deserves I don't know that that will happen it will happen eventually we know it from the season trailer it's just interesting that Ashley gets the brunt of it at least initially which I don't totally understand I'm really loving Ashley lately by the way I went through a long time where I just didn't like love her um but I think she's like so valuable on this show. And I, I I think it's so interesting that like I usually historically don't like a pregnant housewife because like I don't like the, the storylines that it kind oh of, God. you know what I mean? Is that terrible yeah. to say? No, it's not terrible, but I get what you're saying. It, yeah, it's like, you know, oh, you Teddy. Like and do you know hormonal, what? Well, Teddy is a terrible example regardless. Yeah, but, but it's just um, like, but then it's just like they can't go on the trip. They can't drink. Right. They can't fly. You know yeah, what? I, I think you. I'm just, I, I think it's like Kim Zolciak ruined it for me. Like I cannot like she's like i can't do this because i'm pregnant i can't do this i can't go to the trip to africa it's like what can you do you're not even filming the group scenes but i love ashley because even she could be 12 months pregnant and she is still mm-hmm. stirring it up she's still like she's showing up in uggs she said hell or high water i am coming to this damn dinner covid hell or high water i'm just wearing my uggs i'm gonna change into my shoes when we get to the dinner and i'm gonna stir up the shit and i'm gonna make funny faces I mean, Livers. Listen, I love her. Shout out to an iconic pregnant housewife. I'm yes. not gonna. She's done some shit uh, oh. in, in the seasons to follow. But Phaedra Parks, the pickles, oh, yeah. the yeah. I'm oh, that's almost. True. Due, I take it back. I'm like six months pregnant, but Ooh, like the, the bougetto baby shower, the bougetto with the flowers and yeah. the hair. And she had the, the diamond encrusted eyebrows and she, oh the my ballet, God. the judge. Ooh. There was, I mean, an iconic. <laughs> I do like seeing a. I I do like a pregnant housewife, but. I just, I don't, the teddy of it all. I'm like, and also, yeah, Ashley, as you said, completely. I need to watch, re- re-watch um, some early Real Housewives of Atlanta. No one touches Real Housewives of early, like Real Housewives of Atlanta, the early days. Mm. Those earlier ones, that's constant memes. Did you see recently um, Nini running? Nini oh. running in the hills? No? It's oh, been I like, did. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's all of it. It's memed up, you know. 
by the time this comes out, it'll be dead. But um, <laughs> but that people, people had her like running, you know, when she's doing the whole like mm-hmm. marathon with the high heels and Dwight's running and she's like, you bitch. And then like people are putting it to like the Lion King. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh my I don't god, know. I love that. Any you could literally Dang. take any little section of film from those early mm-hmm. days and it's all memeable. Like everything's good. Her and Apollo eating pickles on someone's stick. Oh my staircase. god, during that pregnancy <laughs> photo shoot. Iconic. 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 But anyways, sorry. Um, topic. Uh, no, I, I and I love it. When it comes to Potomac though, how do you see this playing out with the Giselle V. Karen? Um I don't How do you them. want it to play out? I would love for them to get back together again. I mean, I don't think they were ever truly really good friends, right? They were kind of introduced a little bit as like rivals. They so, were frenemies. I think that they yeah. were classic frenemies of like, we're going to yell at each other, or argue about a cookie bake and who won something five years prior. I think they, they got along, but it was always like very passive aggressive. I like, want them I to get back together. Mm. I want them to get back together so they can break up again. I need them to kind of the peaks and valleys, you know, I don't know that that's going to happen. It seems like there is like liquid, not hate, but not dislike, yeah. you know, like something in the middle. Well, Neither well then I of hope them that see interested. Well, then I hope that something else happens where on the show that the, the dynamic shifts and maybe we can start focusing a little more on that. Uh, maybe Wendy kind of takes on a, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Starts having issues with something. I would like it maybe to shift the focus. For instance, like, I guess the great example, a great example would be what's happening on New Jersey, I think right now, mm-hmm. is that, you know, for how many seasons, the most of the conversation or most of the the conflict was always centered around the Gorgas versus the Judices, mm-hmm. and then just Melissa and Teresa or Teresa and her brother. But I think that what's happening now that they're filming it seems to be a lot of Jennifer versus Margaret is going to be the main. And that's kind of a shift, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like for the first time ever, it's not about those two families and it's going to be about, because they like really don't like each other. What? <laughs> so is, did you hear that there was some sort of shows can shift, you know, confrontation or something that happened recently during filming? I did. I heard that there was, and, dr- that there was yeah, a drink me. involved. Yeah. But I wasn't there, so I don't know. But you mm-hmm. have friendships with some of the I have not, housewives. So I've not I've not, not, not texted anyone and asked specifically okay. about the drink. Um I I probably will at some point, but it's kind of like it's kind of awful to like hear about, you know what I mean? Because I do really like these I like these women. I I actually really like Jennifer mm-hmm. in real life and I, I love Margaret. So it's not fun to hear that kind of thing. And it is actually similar when you think about it with the uh, Karen v. Giselle, not the years of history that preceded these women joining Housewives, with the idea that there was like definitely Jersey was more cutting and like a little bit and and meaner, definitely. But there was the idea of like not a begrudging respect, but an understanding of the role that this person serves on the show. And Mm -hmm. from what I'm reading about the current filming in New Jersey, it's like, okay, so this is the shift that we're maybe seeing play out right now in Potomac where it's like these women currently hate each other. It sounds really bad. But it's true. And I just want to say for your uh, your listeners that I, I I have not talked to anyone specifically about this fight. This, yeah, this yeah. is all coming from, uh, you know, just the blogs, say on the, online, the blogs, the well, as Nini would say, the blogs, the, or Giselle <laughs> would say the streets. Um, <laughs> but the yeah, words. it's I'm excited for it, though. It sounds crazy, but it's also like 
I hate watching that because it's like you know they're I I Jersey is like they're all really great women. I I love every one of them. It's so good. That's a show where it's like they could film in COVID and you would not even know it. I mean, they they don't know that COVID is happening, which also helps. I mean, talk about an alternate reality. Um, Yeah. But no, they had a they had a fantastic. It's just so wild to me because it's like, okay, I didn't watch last season of Orange County, but I'm so excited for the upcoming one. Dallas is a shit show and I frankly don't even care. Mm -hmm. Potomac's killing it. Beverly Hills is having to me one of the best seasons of all time. And then I just Mm. like think about New York and I'm like, oh, you are like the fucking. She's in her flop era. Right. It's just so weird to think about because there are so many franchises that are either consistently excellent or are like transforming the idea of what a season can be. And Mm -hmm. then there's New York, which is just honestly drowning. It's just so wild to think about. Never would have thunk it. Never would have thunk it. I saw it coming. I'm sorry. I've been telling you all since season 11. I said, this doesn't, this does not hit. It's weird. Yeah, so I I just miss I miss the old cast. I miss Carol, you know, miss Carol's Bethany. Never coming back. I don't even think Bethany's gonna come back. But I you know what? Bethany I don't. I don't come back if she got a big enough check. I just don't think that they're interested in writing one. I don't need anyone to come back. It. There's no one on New York that I want to come back. I want new, fresh faces. I want to, and I mean women that I've never met or heard of. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to meet new women again. I, that's why I love Salt Lake City. Oh, my just God. Like, how oh. fun was it to get to know them? And we still are, you know? Oh, my God. And that trailer, I like, I was not expecting. I genuinely Maybe the, did not the expect best trailer I've ever seen. It was certainly one of the best of modern Housewives history. I mean, what absolutely. would you say is the best? I couldn't. I could. Uh, uh, well, I honestly think that Denise. Potomac. The, oh, the, the, like, season to come of, like, the Denise sitting in front of the green screen and Kyle yeah. being like, and that was the last day. Honestly, I, I screamed. I, I watched that so okay. many times. Okay, I could see that. I, I would say the Potomac, Monique season, the la, her last season. Oh yeah, that was that tough. was a great trailer. And yes. you know, because we were waiting on it, we yes, were we waiting knew. on that one. <laughs> we fucking knew. <laughs> um, with Salt Lake City, I mean, I didn't expect Mary's cult yada to feature in the trailer. That was a genuine. We all knew it was going to be a really good trailer, but like, I was shaken by how the because you know that you know sometimes they do the bait and switch of a like a reasonably good trailer and then it's like a shitty season and you feel but they crammed everything in this was like a genuine preview of the wild ass chaotic phenomenal emotional gripping manipulative fucking manipulative af and Lisa's happy to lift the hood up on it to just check and see what's happening i love it lisa barlow it's a little bit iconic i fear She's coming in. She's like, <laughs> it's it's giving. I'm sorry. I don't want to love her because I know that there's some rumblings Why? about her donations to, because I think that she like donated at one point to Ted Cruz campaigns in the past. I think that that was, you know, but I mean, it's Salt Lake City. So, so it, is it is Salt Lake City. That's not going to be the good, worst take the good, you take the bad. <laughs> But That's it's like life. the fact that she wants to sit down with a former cult member to like with sunglasses oh, I on indoors. Oh, I this God. is so iconic i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry but can i touch it is so such an iconic scene i cannot i will <laughs> never get over it i think lisa is they are all exceptional so housewives good. i even had moments where i was like mary i don't know because of the cult and blah 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 and then mary showed up for that fucking reunion yeah and was yeah. ready to play and i was wild shaken i was yeah. like this is what happens when you let her out of the closet like absolutely 
everyone keep their job security. Jen Shaw had her trial rescheduled until the spring. The woman is focused on season three and season two has not even yet begun. I mean, no choice. Oh, no I think choice. They, they said that they're going to start filming soon, right? They said like, they're going to start filming season three soon? Where did I hear this? Oh, my God. I hate like Wait, but we're only like, in oh, August. Yeah. No, but I'm, I think it's – where did I – it was a reputable – where was it? Oh, was I it sound me? so I sound so bad. I'm like, oh, no, yeah, I heard okay. this somewhere. No, I remember hearing – It could. I could be totally wrong. But, like, I heard that it was going to be like a New Jersey season three thing where they're going to start filming – <gasps> as the as the current one starts airing okay but i wonder i would totally do listen it. whatever they want to do do it. do it but i would wonder if the reason that they were doing that was based on okay, jen's Jen. original scheduled trial which was supposed to be scheduled in october yeah. if it's now happening in march i would say yeah. do the exact opposite of what you guys were planning to do like just r- fucking roll with it She's never going to be Teresa, but this is the most Teresa, the closest she will ever be is like schedule that around the trial because I don't know that she's going to be available after for not funny, but like, I don't know her availability. Fans. What are those? I don't, I've never met one. Shaw's. I mean, people, I mean, Shaw squad people, there are passionate there. I love your nickname. Yes. (laughs) She's going to have lots of pen pals and she goes to the pen. Some people love her. Lock her up. <laughs> Lock her ass up. Lock her ass up ASAP. I don't like that woman. Lock her up. Lock her up. Um, and then abolish the prison after that. Put her under the jail. <laughs> Erica, too. Who do you dislike more? Erica, because she's been menacing me for longer. Who do you think's a better housewife? Jen. Please. Ew. Jen. Because she's so much more self-destructive, you think? She is. And and you see her, there's like so many layers there. And you're like, why are you like this? Like, I actually care. I don't care why Erica's like this. I'm bored. You're, it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the diet version. I can't like. It just doesn't taste the same. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that. Um, the diet from he- the fountain. <laughs> Do you think that Heather's going to fall for the second season curse? Or what do you think is going to happen? Heather. Gay. Gay. Um, I don't I don't see that happening. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, she's so sweet. And I think that she's like very, um, she seems really down to earth. She's so grounded. She's so, and she loves Bravo in a way that she's is She's a big fan. In a way that is healthy and real. Not like the Jen Shaw stuff. Like, she, it's real. It's a real thing. She's a real she person. She DM'd me. She is. She DM'd me the day that the trailer, uh, she, 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 yeah, she stops in my DMs every once in a while just to say hi. She's oh actually so sweet out of nowhere, yeah, unprompted. Sweet. I posted the trailer, I think, on my story, and then she uh, jumped in. She's like, isn't this going to be so exciting? She's very excited for the new season. Um, yeah. I do appreciate how excited all of the Salt Lake City housewives are. Like, they're very intentional with their social media, and it's just – it fills me with so much pride to see, like, I mean, talk about a Jewish icon to see Meredith Marks, who there was some meme that I reposted that was like, you know, the Salt Lake City trailer starring Meredith Marks and six other women. Like, it's just she is going to kill it this season. Mm -hmm. And I am so excited to see it because disengaging is one of the most iconic returns a a gal can have, honestly. I also think it's really ballsy to add a new cast member in when uh you know it's such a solid cast and it's very ballsy of them to in their second season to go uh, i mean i'm excited 
yeah how I can you go wrong it. really i guess but it's like yeah. you wouldn't expect it because why would they have to but it's right. kind of great i'm like yeah let's yeah add more i want to meet more of these kooky women <laughs> please i also think like it's a good insurance policy to introduce yeah like, one housewife this week this season maybe and maybe even another next season because we don't know what's gonna yeah. happen with the v- scheduling <laughs> where's charlene get charlene in here <laughs> <laughs> our, our whistleblower Charlene oh my god um listen B I could talk to you forever you know how obsessed with you I am guys Thank if you. you are not following Pet Shop Boy on IG you have to every I, I talk about fucking Heather Gay signing into your DMs every day I'm like <laughs> I just want to let you know I laughed like <laughs> and your ability to talk about real world issues through the lens of bravo videos memes and so much more is Mm -hmm. always consistently iconic can you tell the people a little bit about your pod and also how to follow you online yeah so basically the podcast is kind of like an audio counterpart to the stories um Mm. it's like slice of life talk about pop culture whatever's kind of going on talk a lot about bravo but it's not specifically right a bravo um but it is you know you'll have fun if you like Bravo, um, talk about reality TV in general. And um, that's weekly. It's called The B-List with Pet Shop Boy, and it's available on your favorite podcast app. You can download it anywhere um, or stream it. And um, I also have a, another podcast that's weekly called The Recap that's with Tracy Morrissey, my producer. And we recap specifically uh, what we do every Housewives show that's on right oh now. So. Yeah, so that's um, that's that's uh, subscription based. So you can go to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash the B list and you can subscribe there to get the recap. It's like a tiered system similar to yours. I love that. You know, we love a Patreon here on Andy's. It's worth the money because it's lots of content. And even if it wasn't, it would still be worth it. I mean, support (laughs) Pet Shop Boy and always. And where can people follow you on social? Uh, Pet Shop Boy and then I'm the underscore Pet Shop Boy on Twitter. Amazing, guys. And after you subscribe to Bad uh, Shop Boys Patreon, where you can listen to B and Tracy mention it all, sign up for the Andy Scrolls Patreon, patreon.com slash Andy Scrolls, the number one way to support the pod. There's a 50-minute episode unpacking why Ramona's the devil and so much more. <laughs> and I'm going to do a Satchel Spectacular. Is there anything I – oh, and Instagram, follow me at Dame Galley, Housewives Polls, Shoes, New York City, the fairy guinea pigs just many many different fashion <laughs> pursuits um b is there anything i forgot to mention or any other ways to follow you anything that um I... no i'm on cameo oh, the pet shop oh. on cameo but you know, i'm always there Ooh. so yeah, oh my god <laughs> should i do it i feel like if i did cameo for like a dollar i don't know i don't I, right now i'm currently Try recording it. in a robe half naked you just saw a leg and i have beautiful like zit stuff yeah. on my mask, me. <laughs> and if i ever did cameo it would be like literally just like this i mean the Listen. delight inside scoop yeah, gotta pay well, for it. Gotta your fans, your fans are. I think I think your fans know what it is at this point, so they right? would not be totally shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Just give them more of it, I guess, if they're still here. And uh, the robe <laughs> comes off if you upgrade. Um, well, listen, thank you so much for coming on Andy's Girls. It's been way too long. You need to come back again real soon, especially because I know that you are a Potomac 
stan you yes. are a truth teller when it comes yes. to rhop and if the season uh, who knows how many fucking episodes we're in but it's only just begun like it's so going excited. to be a wild fucking ride so you up. you need to be back soon and get tracy my love you i will know i love me some tracy morris i will <laughs> um guys i hope you are all staying safe staying sane getting vaccinated if you can and we will talk to you soon Bye-bye. Bye, guys.